G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Country Review and Rank episode series. And today we are talking about our good friends, Michael, Denmark. Yes, one of our very closest friends in Eurovision. Indeed. And of course, we, oh, Princess Mary. <laughs> always bring up Princess Mary. You always do, don't you? She's Australian, Tasmanian. <laughs> she is Princess of Denmark. Fairy tale story, real estate agent from Sydney. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the country in Eurovision, though, not just about their royal family. They debuted back in 1957, so just missed the the, the first contest, mm. which they were meant to take part in, but they didn't get their paperwork in by the deadline. So oh. their homework was late and they went, nope, sorry, can't compete. Yeah. <laughs> They've won the contest on three occasions, the most recently in 2013. Brilliant song for the time, only teardrops, of course. And the last decade has been really quite good and consistent for them. They're one of the most consistent performers. 80% qualifying record, which is pretty damn good. Mm. And the last three have qualified in a row, including a ninth place for Rasmussen in 2018 and a 12th place with from Leonora, which a lot of people didn't see coming. Mm. I kind of did, can I just say? Yeah. Um, so they're certainly on another good run of just that good level of results across the board. They always kind of bring something pretty solid, Denmark. They certainly do. And let's see what they've got for us this year. Here's a fear of flammer over us back. Indalen. Have a chat about the boys. The duo consists of Jesper Groth and Loritz Emanuel. Both were uh, fairly well known in Denmark before they paired up and they released their debut single in 2020. They had a couple of singles last year. Both of them charted very, very well. They then entered the Dansk Melody Grand Prix and took that out this year to earn their ticket to uh, Rotterdam. The thing that unites them is their love for vintage Dansk Melody Grand Grand Prix songs, and I think we got a little taste of that. Oh, didn't we just? <laughs> and well, let's talk about some of the the pros, the the good things about this entry. And let's start with that. This is like a time capsule. Uh, this is like Marty McFly got in the DeLorean in 1985 in Denmark and came here to 2021 and delivered a song from that era and a performance from that era. Um, there's so much 80s inspiration going on, and as we've said many times about this song, it is actually from that <laughs> era. It's from there. It's not inspired. It's no. that. And it makes it a really fun and ridiculous entry. Yeah, they're fully committed to that 80s vibe, aren't they? <laughs> Absolutely. And that's in the performance and in the song itself. I have to say, the song is really catchy. <laughs> really, really catchy. Particularly that Schlager-inspired chorus. Mm. And that really does stick with you. And I find myself whistling it all the time. It's just in there. And in true vein of like 80s Eurovision type of approaches with that schlagery sound, it's in language as well. It's in Danish, which is the first time they've done it since the English rule came in, which is wonderful. And I Eurovision in the 80s is my favorite era. I love it. <laughs> and this is something out of it. And so I'm personally super excited. I've accepted this as a type <laughs> of entry and I 
Just, I'm loving that throwback. Yeah, it's so unique as well for this competition. It really does stand out. There is nothing like this in the competition. I don't think there anything will be for years. Um, and so it's going to stand out. It is closing the semi-final. I don't think it even needed that to help its chances. But yeah, it's one of a one of a kind in this competition. Totally. And this is you've got to be remem- memorable, mm-hmm. and you've you've got to just stand out to a certain amount in the audience. And I think this is a song that will really resonate with Televote well. Um, it is closing, so you will definitely remember it there. I do think it'll qualify, and you're going to remember it in 26 songs. It's cheeky, and it's delightful, and it's silly, but it's well done. And I think that's what people are going to like, because they're going to remember that first 80s thing, and then go, actually, hang on, I quite like the song and the melody, and it's quite catchy. Mm. And so I think it's really going to grab some some tally vote there. All right. We should talk about some downfalls on mm-hmm. this one as well, Dale. I'll kick us off. It's going to be seen as a joke entry by a lot of people. Yeah, you know, and um, that's from the juries and the the juries and the audience. I think um, so. Definitely, as much as I enjoyed the national final performance, I do think you've got to probably tone it down a little bit, make it a little bit more serious, without losing the fun of what these guys are. Yeah, like I think it uh, it reminds me in a way of like how Rasmussen just went for full-blown Game of Thrones, Viking S mm. type of thing. And you had to commit to that, but you were going to lose jury appeal particularly. Mm-hmm. And this has going to probably struggle. This is going to struggle, I think, with the juries. And you might see a similar type of approach here. High telly, maybe a low jury there as well. Yeah. I'm a little worried where the points are going to come from. Um, yeah, we've just spoken about some jury weakness there. I don't know if this is going to translate to a pan-European audience. I think it is very Scandi. It is very Northern European. In this semi-final, they really only have Iceland, Finland, and maybe Estonia might kind of get it. Mm. Um, so I'm not really sure where the votes are going to come from. So it is a little susceptible if uh, people switch off it. Yeah, and look, I might also, on the, the cons of the entry, in myself of being blinded by my kind of love for this era like even at the australian preview parties we've had it really hasn't it's gone off for a few people yeah but it didn't do super well and i would thought if there was an audience that might get this it would be australians yes and i think there's you know i'm in the fan club of it but there's not that many in there i kind of agree and i was expecting more of it or i'm gonna say also probably a bit of a negative here that's great to see the danish language come back and make that return but it does not help the accessibility to this song yeah so um yeah another little bit of a drawback there for it as well okay indeed yep look and then one last thing as well is i think the vocal is good but without being amazing like mm-hmm. he, there's a, there's some parts where it's not like oh super super fantastic but it's fine and it gets <laughs> through and it's not a problem but um it just it, it, it could there's a couple of points it's quite exposed in terms of like really belting it out and if it kind of goes off a bit you don't want to lose anything at this point it's got to kind of be perfect yeah definitely all right well look there's a, well, i think we can sound we're a little bit of fans of this one as well but there's <laughs> certainly some drawbacks let's see what the team thought um out of the 17 aussie vision contributors who voted this finished in 21st that low yeah, quite low. Wow. I'm really shocked. Yeah, no, I would have thought we would have gone for it a bit more. Oh, so 5th to 34th was the range. Mm-hmm. Only one top 10 out of the 15 that we know. Jeez. We don't know each other's votes yet, so you never know there could be more. Uh, six are in the teens and five in the 30s. So very spread out in in that voting there. But yeah, 21st overall. Wow. Okay. I really thought we might have gone for it a bit more. Oh, disappointed. All right. Let's hear from a couple of the team here. Um, so we're going to hear one of the highest voters, which is Kyriakos. Not surprised. <laughs> and one of the lower voters, which is Hugo. 
I absolutely love this Danish entry this year by Fern Flamet. I was born in the 80s and have always been envious about not growing up in this decade and this entry just gives me all the 80s I need. I'm expecting them to bring the same energy, the same bright outfits that they did with the Danish national final this year. It was so good with the live orchestra. I loved everything from it. The dorky dancing, the close-up smiles. It just made me so happy. Please, Fern Flamen, give me a whole vinyl record album of these 80s tracks. I just love them so much. Cover them in chocolate syrup and cream and sprinkle it with hundreds of thousands. It's also great to see a Danish entry with full Danish lyrics coming back to Eurovision after more than two decades. There's also a reason why they're closing semi-final two. It's because they're going to bring the roof down and they're definite qualifiers. This entry is one out of six songs this year that I would love to see win the contest. While I so, so appreciate that there are people who absolutely love this type of music, unfortunately, it's just not for me. Um, I do love the fact that they're singing in Danish. I really love when countries sing in their native language, but um, just not really my music style. Um, I think the running order gives it a great chance to qualify. I think it's a great show closer, similar to Mickey in 2019 for Spain. Um, similar vibes, I reckon. Um, and when I listen to it, I can't help but think it's catchy, but um, just not my music style overall. For me, there's a difference between retro-inspired music and simply retro, and this just falls into the latter category for me. I do wish this entry all the best, but um, yeah, not, not my taste, unfortunately. Well, I had a feeling uh, Kyriakos was sat there with a poodle perm wearing acid wash while he recorded that. That was, he was right into that, wasn't he? I just want to listen to Kyriakos talk about that for about 20 minutes. That, that was amazing. I don't think I've ever heard him like go off like that for an entry before. It was wonderful to hear. Yeah. So I think people, there is a cult following for yeah. this song, I think. And I think he might be the ringleader <laughs> and he's asking for vinyl pressings and all sorts. So let's, let's see where that goes. But also, it was nice to see Hugo, like, I, he was a complete opposite, but also was like, oh, look, I like these elements about it. And he understand. he was literally talking to, I think, Kyriakos. He goes, I understand some people love it, but, <laughs> yeah. He's just not his style of music, and you can get and you get that, you know. And he's, he's not going to be the Lone Ranger on that one, I could assure you. Indeed, all right. Should we get on to our rap and rank, Michael? Yeah, I'll kick us off on this one. Look, since seeing the Dunks Melody Grand Prix final, I have really fallen in love with this song and these guys. They bring a sense of fun and irreverence to the table that I really enjoy. Look, I really hope it does make the grand final because I'll be voting for it and I've ranked it seventh. Oh, wow. Top yeah, 10. Top 10, without a doubt. And it's probably going up. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I absolutely love this. It's fun. It's ridiculous yeah. in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it just brings, as I said before, just an era I really particularly love. Um, look, at first, I didn't know to, how to take that time capsule thing. And mm -hmm. was I was like, mm, are you taking the Mickey mm -hmm. out of this a little mm -hmm. bit? because I love this era, but it's actually more love letter and a homage. So mm. I, I totally turned the corner very quickly after I saw that final performance. Uh, it was really, really good. It's been growing on me every single time I've listened to this. And I um, I think it, this reminds me in a way that where I love Dora Doss from Moldova in 2018. And that was at first like going, oh, this is ridiculous. And then I was like, oh, I think I really love it. And then I was like, I love this song. <laughs> and it was like top three at the end. This for me has come in at 
Ninth place. Okay, another top ten. Uh, Ninth place, love it. So you, me, Kyriakos, <laughs> we're the Lone Rangers and the Aussie Vision team. Gosh. Um, right now, this is easily in my top five. Okay. And climbing. Mm. Yeah, like, it's. I've gone a bit insane. I'm, I'm going to be there with Kyriakos <laughs> um, with a perm very yeah, soon. Totally. Oh, gosh. Yeah, well, look, I think, you know, we're obviously fans of this one. <laughs> <laughs> but, look, let's see if Europe are. And really mm. interested to see what you guys think out there as well, listening. Let us know. Um, yeah. Do you Are you in this kind of, like, cult with us? Or are you maybe the more potentially sensible ones? I don't know. Or not sensible. <laughs> and don't think this will do as well. We all don't really see the appeal. Let us know at AussieVisionNet across all our socials. Yeah, thanks very much for joining us, guys. All right, see you later.